You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. We welcome you to Orchard Park with two minutes left in a four-point game. Kirk Cousins back to throw on fourth and 18. He's given time. He wants Jefferson. Climbs the ladder. Oh, my goodness. Justin Jefferson pulled it in. The catch of his life. I think from here on out, we're just going to have to go with the special Skull Vikings charge (laughs) open until the wild ride comes to an end, either in glory or disaster. Are you okay with that charge? You know, I'd like it. Let's ride it out. I mean, my team's only going to be 10-2 so many times in my lifetime. Let's ride out Purple Pride until this thing goes down in play. How many times have the Vikings got out of the gate 10 up and two down? Uh, like seven, eight times because of those teams in the 70s were so dominating. Um, and generally at this point when they've done that, it's been NFC conference championships or Super Bowls. Okay, so the most recent vintage hot start Viking teams have been what? Brett Favre, 2009. I believe was the most recent 10 and two iteration of this team. Before that was the Randy Moss rookie year, 1998. The Duante um, Culpepper Randy Moss rookie team, right? That was a, that was a Randall Cunningham 
Uh, and that was not was, it's, Duante no. Culpepper. Wow. No, and it started as Brad Johnson. Uh, and then they brought in an out-of-the-league, if I recall correctly, living in Las Vegas. No way. Randall Cunningham to come in and, and, uh, and take over for Johnson when he got hurt. And then it was just in the bombs middle, away. In the middle of the season? Pre might have been preseason earlier in the season. Yeah, I don't I should know that. Um let me a quick look at I'm up, looking at it right I, now. Was, Vikings yeah. signed Randall Cunningham out of work Vegas. Let's see what uh the old internet says. Uh this is stories from August tenth of twenty twenty two. Yeah, so. Cunningham started the first two games. Or sorry, Johnson started the first two games, and then they had to go to Cunningham after that. Oh, okay. Uh, look, here's the latest story. Randall Cunningham pulls the curtain back on abrupt exit as Raiders team chaplain. <laughs> Raiders team. Did you know he quit what? as the team chaplain for <laughs> the Raiders? I team chaplain. <laughs> what went so horribly wrong is team chaplain. Good heavens. <laughs> Wow, that did you? So you didn't even know that he was actually doing that? No. Yeah, no. I guess nobody did. Chaplaining. Uh, <laughs> chaplaining. <laughs> Can you verb that? Can you chaplaining? I I guess right. Uh, provide counseling to the uh, players. What a great scam! I don't mean to be uh, sacrilegious, but it seems scamish to be the team chaplain. You've been think about everything Randall Cunningham had had already accomplished in his career, right? And then. To decide at the end of that, that you're so desperate just to be around the NFL, you want to be team chaplain, and then to get apparently unceremoniously dropped from that? I don't know. Uh, Said Randall, he said, I kept calling and calling and calling, trying to contact the right officials to get the okay on what the direction was going to go with new coach Josh McDaniels, but it just went by. And finally, I said, I don't think I'm needed here anymore. McDaniels texted me one time and said, I'm looking forward to you and your involvement here. And I said, great, feel free to call any time. I never received a call. That was it. <laughs> that was the end of I it. I just figured it out. <laughs> kind of like a sign for me to move it on. Uh, yes, it's a sign from God. Josh McDaniels didn't really want you. He didn't want to say you're fired, but he didn't need you as team chaplain. Apparently not. This seems very on, on, on point for Josh uh, McDaniel's. It, it does not surprise me at all. By the way, that that season with Randall Cunningham, nineteen ninety eight, he was the uh, he was the MVP of the league that year. He threw touchdowns on eight percent of his passes, which is pretty damn impressive uh, when you're just uncorking bombs to Moss. Eight percent. That's a number I'm unfamiliar with in terms of touchdown percentage per pass. What what is league average? Do you think? Um, looking at the rest of his career, the rest of his career is around four and a half, five percent was pretty typical okay. for, uh, for Rand, uh, Randall Cunningham. So yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that was, that was a pretty special year. And so this, this one doesn't have that feel to it though. So, you know, it's 10 and two Vikings, but when you had Favre mania here, when we had been facing him for so long and all the, you know, the storylines and everything, him coming back to the NFC North and torturing the Packers and everything. I mean, that was, that was special. And then in Randy Moss's rookie year, that was totally special. The team would go on to be, uh, be to have 15 and one. They set the all time NFL record at that time for points 
and yards, I think, same season. I mean, that was super special. No, there's this one just there's this not ten a, and two doesn't have that. No, because your your point your point differential is so thin. And you had a tough one again against the Jets. You kind of got out to a big lead. I didn't see the game, but I saw the recaps and the write-ups of it. It was a tough game. Kirk got battered pretty good, I understand. He did. He got destroyed in this game. Multiple <laughs> gigantic hits. Dude is just an Iron Man that nobody appreciates. Yeah, you were watching your Packers live in Chicago at the same moment that that was going on. So you couldn't be expected to see the Vikings. Yeah. Although by now it's Tuesday afternoon. I should have watched the, uh, the 30 minute condensed version of the game, but uh, I don't know. I was busy watching Tom Brady get lucky again last night. So there you go. And I'm not huh. saying he's the luckiest of all time, like my producer, Josh, or the loat. All I'm saying is that I've only seen him be unlucky once in his whole career. And that was when the ball stuck to David Tyree's helmet. It mm-hmm. seems like every ounce mm-hmm. of unluck in his life was concentrated into that dropule <laughs> of time. <laughs> what about his? Uh, what about his ACL week one of whatever year that was? Is that a luck situation? <sighs> I guess you could argue that, but injuries are a part of football, right? He could have been yeah. injured more often in more different ways, so there's possibly that. Uh, what else? Other times he was unlucky. Um. The account being divorced, I mean, might have well been his fault. Although after last night's game and the way that comeback must have felt, it's like, fuck yeah, this is why I'm not getting divorced, <laughs> God damn it! This is so good. Who would ever want to stop doing this? <laughs> That's what I would be saying every time I came home to Giselle. That would be exactly the same verbiage I would be using. Yeah, well, but he got, he's, he, like everyone, they start getting a little bit more and more tired of the same old, same old. Even when the same old is absolute elite level of beauty and sex appeal and everything else. Who's who is taking gender out of it? Who's hotter right now at this stage of their life? I mean, who's hotter Giselle who's, or Brady? Yeah. Yes. Tom or Giselle. <sighs> who's more eligible. If you will. Mm-hmm. Oh, da, 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 da. that's a push. It's a push. Yeah. They're both not young. Some people like them younger. Now mm-hmm. that I'm old, they're right in my wheelhouse of it's <laughs> a great age. <laughs> uh, I think a, you can a... make a case. I think you can make a case that Tom is a better looking guy right now than Giselle is a woman right now. That's a, I don't even know how to compute that charge. Why would you even bring that up? That is weird. What, what are you trying to lead me down to? How would I'm I not, even I'm assess that? You. I'm not, I am yes, not he's a good-looking dude. Right I've, I'm uncomfortable noting that he's a good-looking guy, but I, I can't go into the fine. I can't go into the fine grading of who's hotter. <laughs> I mean, I'm all ears though. I'm like, okay, let me put my pen down. I'm listening. Charge, break it down for me. I just, I, I when they were showing, did you see the pregame montage of like the 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 lifespan of Tom Brady as yeah. a player? Yeah. yeah. And they, you know, they showed him as just sort of like a chubby ne'er do well baseball yeah. player a, and a and doughy, totally... square headed 23 year old. Correct. Now he's Correct. a chiseled cheeked, still incredible hair, dreamy looking robot quarterback. That's what I'm saying. I think it, it's, it's, I think it's a remarkable transformation that he, that that guy has made himself pull even with Giselle. 
one of the world's greatest supermodels, history of the planet. And he's made himself pull even at age whatever, 42, 44, whatever he is. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. But, um, you know, the, the Saints fucked up last night so bad. Oh. And, uh, you know, and, and at least, uh, at least, uh, uh, what's his name, admitted to it and fessed up uh, uh, the running back. Mark Ingram acknowledged that he, all he had to do, I've, you've never seen, you never see a running back do this, right? So no. you, the game's, it's the end of the game. They're up by two six, scores. Six at, minutes to go. They're up 16 to three. Correct. And Mark Ingram is running towards, down towards the sidelines. And the first down marker is directly in front of him. And he took the, he did the only thing you can't do in that instance. Had he picked up the first down and then gone out of bounds, he would have had the first down. You would have fresh set it down. You could have ground out more clock. He went short of the sticks and out of bounds. So the clock stopped and he didn't get the first down. And then they decided to throw for it on third and one and didn't make the completion. Yeah. So it was like the, the, you know, it was the worst of all possible things. And here he is, he's a 10 year veteran in the league. The situation couldn't possibly have been too big for him. Well, he was hurt though too. And that's the thing he had his, he had, I forget what he had a hamstring or something. He needed attention on the sideline. And that was sort of the reason he did it. Cause he avoided just a tiny bit of contact, like nothing that he hasn't yeah. absorbed a million times over in his career. Right. But and take so, one more step before I know, you go out of bounds, right? Get get the first down and he, then he also, go out of bounds. They're, they're so cruising. They've got Tom Brady so in check. I'm sure he thought he had no idea that on second and whatever, mm-hmm. that if they were one yard short, they wouldn't pick it up on third down or even fourth down. But in addition to the very dubious call to pass on third and one when did that become a passing fucking down when did teams lose all self-respect that they can't go (laughs) yeah we can get one yard on the ground we have a long list of running plays that get a yard it's not complicated well apparently it is when alvin kamara is your lead back because he you can't guarantee he's gonna pick up a yard anymore they don't trust him anymore because why he dances too much he picks his hole too finicky I guess I don't know the all the whys, and they haven't said why, but all you have to know is that Mark Ingram, on one on half a leg, got more snaps and more touches yeah. than they gave to Alvin Kamara, who averaged 2.2 yards per carry. So you, when you're averaging, and last 2. week it was 1.9. 1.9 the week Jesus. before that. He's not a lock to pick up one yard. Yeah, there. okay, fine. So quarterback sneaky with big, rugged Andy Dalton sure. and his magnificent orange beard. By the way, uh, there is not a single quarterback in the league that has a better ass look than Andy Dalton. The hair, the red hair, the beard, the stare, like his little graphic avatar of his like his his uh his mugshot they have on TV. He's yeah. staring through your soul. I'm like, <laughs> "Jesus, dude, ease up on me, will you?" But as good as Andy Dalton looks, he's not a good quarterback. And it seems like they keep rolling him out hoping for some magic that is never going to happen. And Jameis must have really pissed in somebody's <laughs> Cheerios to make him so buried on that roster. There's no doubt that Jameis is clearly unfit to be quarterback because they keep bringing out Dalton, who is just barely good enough to not be bench material. Right. And it's, it's not, it's not, he's not, he's just not bad enough to quite be there yet. 
Yeah. And but Jameis Winston clearly is because they won't, you know, obviously they won't bring him. Yeah. But then then the worst of all was Dennis Allen, coward, noted coward, mm-hmm. punted yep. on the plus forty one with s- under six minutes to go, and with uh, a, a a thirteen point lead, and God hates a coward. And the football <laughs> gods really hate cowards. There is not, there is no way in a million years any coach with any testicular fortitude whatsoever punts on the plus side of the field, up 13 with only six to go and only one fucking yard to get. You deserve everything you got. And then, as I tweeted last night, I don't know what they were doing on defense. It had to be somewhat different. A slice, a shade, a tick different than what they did all night long because Brady, for two drives, when he needed them, went through mm-hmm. the Saints' defense like shit through a tin horn, as the saying goes. Well, it's the, it was the classic prevent defense. This was, I think this was, we didn't see blitzing. We saw, we saw everybody, all the, all the coverage, uh, all the, the secondary, they were all playing off the receivers. They were giving up yards. It was, you know, and the, the stupid thing is they'd held Brady to three points through the first I know. four minutes. You I might know. want to keep doing what's working. Right. That's where you got to take the controller out of the hand of the D coordinator and say, you're not going to do, we're going to do exactly what we did before. Exactly. And we're not going to change a goddamn thing. And we're going to win the game. Let me go back to your jets and Vikings game for one quick second. So Kirk got battered, kept getting up. Um, Also Mike white for the jets in the loss really earned the respect of his team. Here's Garrett Wilson, the rookie out of Ohio state talking about one Mike White. Everybody talks about how calm Mike is in the face of like high pressure situations. Did, did you see that from him in oh, yeah. this close game oh, again yeah. there? Yeah. Um, I mean that boy's a dog, man. And uh that boy a dog. For real. Um, he was out there controlling controlling the huddle and, and keeping it. Um, never letting the moment get too big, man. It's it's it was cool to see, you know, looking back on it now. It's cool to cool to think about. So um, you know, I know that I go to work for that boy. He's, he got something special about him. Yeah, so there you go. It's it's not about always mm-hmm. the best quarterback. It's about the quarterback that other alphas on the team, especially in offense, can yeah. respect. Yeah. And that's you – know, Mike White – okay, this could be the Vikings defense too. I mean, the Vikings <laughs> defense makes normal quarterbacks look amazing, Dave. That's part of, that's part of what we do. And I, I'm – you know, he looks like a fine player. He looks – I mean, he looks like an NFL quarterback. That's it. Not a special quarterback in any way, but the Vikings in their terrible pass defense. Let me give you a, let me give you a quick, a quick stat that is that my, that the, uh, the crowd has found irksome among my Twitter followers. Okay. Here's the yardage of the last six, nine, non Heineke quarterbacks to face the Vikings. 329, 326, 333, 308, 382, and 369 yards by Mike White last week. Yeah. That's that'll, you know, when you're that defense, you'll make you'll make normal players look pretty good. Yeah, that's that's why you don't have that special tingle right now, despite being ten and two. Correct. You're ten and two. The tingle is not quite there. No. Not anywhere. Okay. And certainly not below the lines. Last ad for Monday Night Football. Then we're going to get to Charge's incredible, insane, crazy hot take on Christmas Vacation. Pretty much the Citizen Kane movie of all Christmas movies for most of us uh, who who Charge has no use for. But before we get to that, 
do you believe that Twitter has the power of reaching high-profile, you know, sports media figures, whether they acknowledge it or not? Yes. I mean, for sure. Okay. Even if you're not on Twitter. I mean, you know, if you're, no. you are high-powered enough and something happens, there's some outrage on social media, your handler will tell you or whatever. Without, without, there, without there being any acknowledgement whatsoever that they saw whatever piece of content or whatever tweet was put out there, you believe that it can land in the attention sphere of big, high-level, powerful people, right? For sure. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I agree, and here would be my argument. I have a guy on my show. His name is True Noah Kowski. He is a doctor, and he's got enough time on Monday nights that he does my internship work for me by counting the number of times Troy Aikman says, good job. <laughs> I've seen these tweets. They're great. Yeah, okay. They're great, yeah. So last week, uh, Aikman was completely off the grid <laughs> with good jobs. He issued over 20 good jobs with like <laughs> another dozen variants of good job, like great yeah. job, nice job, outstanding job <laughs> for an Aikman jobs report, as we call it on the Tuesday after the Monday night game, well into the thirties. Okay. <laughs> this week, unbelievably, and I kind of sensed it listening to the game, Aikman wasn't going there and the jobs report plummeted. Oh, plummeted to 14 total jobs. Is that the lowest number of jobs? By far. Wow. I am convinced that somebody saw this and told somebody close enough to Aikman Mm -hmm. uh, without pissing him off. Hey, you should have your boy look at this. He really does say that a lot. Yeah, I, I bet I'm it, convinced. Eventually, I'm eventually, convinced. Yeah. I, my bit with this guy, Doctor Drew, has helped mm-hmm. trim Troy into a better sort of mode doing games, and I'm here for it. You know what, Troy? You keep on following our, our advice here. You're going to be a, a good enough. You might make some money in this business. As you, <laughs> what's that? He's making how much? Oh my <laughs> god! You're making a million dollars a Monday. Holy shit. <laughs> right, exactly. He is making a million dollars a game, isn't he? I don't know. I guess. I'm I guessing. think he's making That's 18 million a year. I'm pretty Good sure. God. So that would be that'd be a million a week. Yeah, not counting playoffs. Yeah. That'd be which I and by the way, did he make that much at any point in his in his playing career? Was he at no. was he at a stage where he made no. he was making a million dollars a week? Not even close. No, in fact, let me go to spotrack.com. Uh, to see what I think they have past players in here. Troy Aikman. They keep you, you go to spot rack, right? All the time. Yeah, I'm I'm an over the cap guy. Same thing. Oh, uh, really? So. Is it yeah, the same, same thing? Same. Yeah, it's similar. I don't know. Whatever. Okay, career now, earnings. The, yeah. Uh, salary. No, Troy's high salary water high water mark on salary was four and a half million. Wow. A year in wow. 1997. His 12 years playing in the league, Hall of Fame, only netted him $27 million. Actually, hold on a second. Now, $55 million when you add up signing bonuses and everything else. So, yeah, that's pretty good. But Troy Aikman's new contract um, for ESPN is $18 million a year. And see, here's the thing. And you, you and I actually discussed this last 
I don't know, March, when they, when they got hired onto ESPN, you finally had the chance to get Aikman away from Buck because Buck is very, very good. I know he's polarizing, but just the reality of it, he's very good at his job. Aikman is a D minus, and they could have they finally broken those two up, and they didn't, and right. I don't know why, and it was dumb. Yeah. They had their chance. I know. Well, like, how about the fact that the uh, Thursday, the uh, Thanksgiving Day game uh, between the Cowboys and the Giants broke the record for the highest audience ever for a regular season NFL game, a wow. game that had stood since 1990. Gee, what? Really? Yes. I would never have guessed. Yes, it stood for 32 years, that record for total viewership. And as Phil Mushnick in the New York Post wrote, uh, well, does that mean that the people repudiate Buck and Aikman? No, it just means the announcers do not matter. Nobody watches a game from the announcers. Now, you'll stay tuned, and you might not know it. And, you, you know, you'll stay tuned because the announcers are great. And if they're building up a game into being more than it seems or whatever, I think they can keep you on a game. But in your entire life, have you ever tuned into any sporting event because of who was calling the game? Uh, no. The answer is absolutely no. not. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, let's pivot to this. After vacationing across America and throughout Europe, this holiday season, the Griswolds are going to play it safe. Clark, we're stuck under a truck! Oops. They're staying at home. I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. All right, you have an opinion that is going to need to be defended with utter ferocity here. This movie is painfully unfunny. Paul Charchian, Minnesota. Painfully unfunny. 
Christmas vacation. You sleep with your brother? Do you know how sick and twisted that is, Mom? Well, I'm sleeping with your father. <laughs> All right. Tell me why you think it's painfully unfunny. And you even said you liked and watched the original vacation. All right. So I mean, this is there's a short backstory in the original vacation just to set this up so that people think that maybe it's not just like this particular kind of film or whatever. The original vacation is fantastic. When I was about 14, my dad came home one day with a copy of National Lampoon, the magazine. You remember the magazine? Ted? Yes. Yes. At the time, it was tawdry, right? It was, yeah. uh, it, was it was a comedy magazine, body. Comedy it was, it was the adult version of Mad Magazine, which was yeah. a kid's version of humor, yes. Exactly. Um, and he said, all right, I need you to, you, I want you to read this, but I don't want you to look anywhere else in the magazine. Just read this article. And it was written by John Hughes, and it was the story of Vacation, the original Vacation movie before it was a movie. It was a short story in National Lampoon. And I laughed my ass off and tears rolling down my face. So the funniest thing ever. It killed me and it killed my dad. And so then it turns into a movie. Movies, fantastic. So many epic moments with the movie. Little, the old the dead grandma, right? The, the empty dog leash. Right. I mean, it has some of the funniest scenes in comedy history i mean i think vacation is is in you know it's in the top 10 top 15 range of okay all, comedy. all right okay all right so, so what the fuck was wrong with christmas vacation it's the same thing only christmasified except not funny and it, much like european vacation and vegas vacation oh. and christmas vacation too it's just wow. because it has vacation in the title wow. doesn't make it Funny. You imply nothing. they're out of jokes once they got past the original. They did. <laughs> they it's did not. A sequel that is not as good as the original? No. Can't be. Ah, it, listen, it, it happens. Is, it Sometimes they're better. Some would argue that Christmas Vacation better than the original no, Vacation. That is, that is not even, that is objectively not. Do we good. need to you go scene find, by scene, laugh by laugh? Don't tempt me. I'll tell you what, I watched. Okay, now let me explain this part because this. <laughs> Okay. This does change the right. scenario. This, no, no, now, now uh, okay, I'm ready. Paul Harvey oh. says, and now for the rest, the rest of the of story. The story. Uh, Paul Harvey from Minnesota, right? No, oh. uh, Illinois. Il- uh, <laughs> Illinois, okay. Well, All right, big all difference. Right. So now for the rest of the story, Charge, tell them. Here's em. the rest of the story, and I think this is tell critical em. to understanding why Christmas Vacation is unfunny, at least to me. <laughs> I didn't watch it until last year. What? I know. Hey, I don't know why I didn't, go out of, I didn't go out of my way not to watch it. I just Yes, you did. I you did have to go out it. of your way to not watch it for 29 years. When was it come out? 87, I think it was? 89. 89. 33 years. I didn't try to not watch it. It just happened. Yeah. I didn't watch it. And I'm here to tell you, comedy, comedy more has changed. And comedy, our sensibilities, our comedic sensibilities change. And if you take somebody... That is, and anybody that has not watched Christmas Vacation, they are going to be exactly as stone faced and grim faced as I was for this. This comment, Christmas Vacation, is appropriate for a wake. You can put that in the corner while a wake is happening because it is so patently unfunny, it would not wreck the mood. You know, 33 years of not seeing this movie, Charge. 
is, I mean, Edward Snowden didn't hide from the authorities harder than you hid from this movie for 33 fucking years. And you're telling me that somehow the comedy from, I think, the same set of writers that had done Vacation just a year or two earlier did not time portal travel to still be funny 32 years later, but that the original Vacation humor has survived the voyage of 32 years' time. Really? I give you example A, European vacation, not funny. And that was between the two. So it went 83 vacation, elite movie, European vacation. Nobody's going to argue with me that that is a bad film. And then two, uh, four years later, Christmas vacation. I don't think you can just assume that there, it's automatically going to be good because it was. It, I'm telling you, it does not hold up. Okay. What if I told you Christmas Vacation was a love story, not a comedy? Between who and who? Between Clark and his wife. Mm-hmm. It's a love story between a suburban dad and his family yeah. who takes things too far because he wants his kids to have the best and to have great memories. And him tearing up upstairs in the attic watching the old movies before falling through the ceiling and then falling through the uh, the, 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 the access stairwell, which I grant you yeah. is a bit of a reach. There were some reaches mm-hmm. in there, okay, Church? I'm not, in, I'm not denying there wasn't reaches, but there was goddamn co- comedy. To me, one of the first scenes, the, the first scene was great in that here they are going out for Christmas, and it's all of a sudden, holy shit, he's drag racing with a couple of goons in a pickup truck and gets stuck under a log carrier. And then the shot of him launching over the snowbank, landing in that giant heavy pig of a station wagon mm-hmm. onto the snowy grass and just popping out like nothing happened. Yeah. That's comedy, my friend. That's it's a real knee slapper. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. We had already at this point done we had done the same formula. This is now the third time, because it's always Clark trying to do the right thing for his family in all three movies. And seeing his, you know, the physical pratfalls, the physical comedy, it's, a, it's just more of the same stuff. And it's all predictable. And it was, again, patently unfunny. Okay. Now, I, that's, you know, I think... Is there, any way, yeah. is there any way I could have you rethink it, rewatch it? Uh, if I had... I know I'm going to get people... There'd be a few people that agree with you, I know, on email. But I am going to say there's going to be a number of people that want to provide some solid evidence and or box score breakdown as to why you're missing the funny uh i can you do that it's so subjective right it is and, you know it, i don't know that you, i don't know how you could go well you know we gotta we, we pulled together a thousand people that have never seen christmas vacation before and we hooked them up to uh we hooked them up to pulse monitoring brain diodes and we've uh we've We've, you know, we've calculated their their sheer their sheer laughter enjoyment uh, factor is quantified right. by C over squared <laughs> seven, and we've determined that okay. let me naturally includes Christmas vacation is in fact very funny. All right, let me let me go ahead and see if I can gauge your humor level and ask you some simple questions. Is Elf funny? I thought Elf was okay, uh, just okay. Okay. Just okay. Uh, let's see what other is four Christmases with Vince Vaughn 
and Reese Witherspoon funny. I don't. I haven't seen it. That one I don't oh, know. Oh, see, I'd recommend that as funny as well, shit. But I don't want you to then come back and go, mm, go not yeah, funny yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, that sucked too. Right. I don't blame you. You should be. You should feel worried about my taste in comedies. Let me ask you this: Is Bad Santa funny? I so much wanted it to be funny because Billy Bob is awesome. I think Billy Bob is a phenomenal actor. But at the end of the day, I thought the whole bit was was just him doing bad Santa stuff over and over again. And so I didn't to me it was not all that funny. Okay, Did you is, think it was funny? Uh no, I didn't Bad Santa fell flat for me. Me too. Is me Scrooged too. with the great Bill Murray. Haven't funny. seen it. Nineteen eighty eight, same year that it came out. Mm. All right. Is Office Christmas Party. 2016, with Kate McKinnon, Jennifer Aniston, Olivia Munn, Jason Bateman. Is that funny? Haven't seen it. Yeah. Is Home Alone funny? Yeah, I think Home Alone's pretty good. I think Home Alone's pretty good. By the way, same writer. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, thank God we don't have to unassociate with Charge. Because had (laughs) had you said that Home Alone wasn't funny, that'd be it. (laughs) It is a genuinely good film. Okay. Uh, but, but, and, and, and key differentiate key thing between, uh, to bring these two things together, Home Alone. I, uh, oh, wait, it's Home Alone a John Landis film. Never mind. Or is uh, it John? It's a John Hughes. Home Alone's also a John Hughes, right? Let me look it up. Let me look it up. John Hughes. Be sure that's also a John Home Hughes Alone film. Pops right up. Uh, yes. Produced by John Hughes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's another John Hughes. He's great. Uh, uh, Ernest, okay, Ernest, the... Ernest saves Christmas. Oh, stop. Did you <laughs> okay. How about see... It's a Wonderful Life? Comedy or not? No, it's not, it's not even close. It's what not are you even talking a Christmas about? Movie. It's Dude, a Christmas it's movie. hilarious. Uh, what's his oh. name? Loses his whole life savings. <laughs> <laughs> you can't laugh at Joke's that. Joke's on you, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have, here's my, here's, here's, I'm going to expand on my point that old comedies don't age very well. I've never been in a theater to hear people laugh harder than the original airplane. At the time, I'm like 12, okay, 13. Okay. You and I are about the same age. Whoa, 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 whoa. Airplane with the brilliant Zucker brothers yes. is a shtick movie. It's a specific niche form of comedy that not everybody mm-hmm. likes. I like it, but don't start comparing that as like generic comedy that everyone would like. Uh, I think airplane at the time was universally hailed as an epic comedy and and is held in reverence by many today. No, no, it was not not universally hailed as a comedy. There's no way Siskel Siskel and Ebert were sitting there saying, I got to tell you what a cinematic tour de force this movie airplane is. Holy cow. Yeah, they were. Absolutely were. (laughs) That's look up. We can look that you up. Look that up. Absolutely. Uh, I don't tempt me. Okay. <laughs> Point being, I've shown airplane to my daughter, some of her friends. Nothing. Nothing. Smith. You know, I, I, I've, I again, understand I've never seen comedy. Comedy at times has a hard time of transcending a long enough difference of age and, and time. But I would say this, you know, good comedy is still comedy. I mean, my my uh, daughter laughed her ass off at The Office and even Seinfeld. You know, Seinfeld's comedy is a bit dated. 
You have to be in the moment, in the mood for it. But the good stuff stays. The good stuff resonates through the years, I believe. Uh, here is here is Roger Ebert on Airplane. <laughs> Airplane is a comedy in the great tradition of high school skits, the Sid Caesar Show, Mad Magazine, and the dog-eared screenplays people's nephews write in lieu of earning their college diplomas. It is sophomoric, obvious, predictable, corny, and quite funny. And the reason it's funny is frequently because it's sophomoric, predictable, corny, etc. Okay, he kind of gives you a win on funny, but he also pretty much confirms my point that the movie was regarded as a skit or as a high school project. Here's I, I can't even believe who I'm talking to her now. I, I'm, I, I, we came into this conversation with me as the outsider saying Christmas Vacation's not funny, and you've ramped that up by 20 by disparaging Airplane. One of I'm the not disparaging. I said I liked time. it. I said I liked it. I was a big fan of all that. I was a big fan of Naked Gun. Naked Gun, two and a half. Very good. Naked Gun, 33 and a third. (laughs) I watched them all, my friend. I mean, Lieutenant Frank Drebin, huge fan. I'm glad. Secretly, you are a fan and don't know it of writer Pat Proft. The Zuckers and Pat Proft worked together on almost all of those movies you just described. Okay. Well, all right. right. Do Do you like Christmas? (laughs) <laughs> I, I like it seriously when i say that I, I if you don't really like it that's fine as well not everybody had idyllic christmases growing up in fact i think you told me a story in the book of charge about your christmases now i didn't see part, christmas when you're in this industry christmas kind of sucks no i'm talking because, about when you were a kid yeah i didn't have did great you christmases have, today, you but. did not have great christmases no. why not well, we were we were a not we were not a well off family. We didn't have a lot we of were, money growing we, up. We yeah. didn't have a lot of money. And it was usually we had a you know, my brother or I would have a you know, a sort of a good Christmas and we'd kinda of alternate those and you didn't know if this was the year my mom was gonna just sew us robes. And you know, we got that one year. So, so you yeah. you got yeah, she, you got sewn robes for Christmas from your mom. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You know, did, were they? So, do, you, do you still yeah. have one, by the way? <laughs> the sewn robe? Do not. Yeah, I did not keep the robes. Would you, if if I said I found one? <laughs> It'd be fun to have it back. I, I was get, well. I was going to say, would you, would you cherish it, or is there enough history between you and your your mother that you'd say, <laughs> nah, I don't need that. We don't need to get into the, uh, the uh, psychi- okay. psychiatrist's couch of all. Uh, <laughs> all right, charge. Yeah. We won't get into it. Um, did Baker Mayfield get claimed while I was napping this afternoon? He did. Rams. Went to the Rams. I don't think it was a sabotage drop situation. I don't think the Rams did it to get the 49ers, but maybe the bigger they story. To. That you, they the had bigger... to have. Well, if you're the Rams, somebody had to cock block the Niners from getting a – But the Rams a... out of the playoffs. What do they care? What, what, what do they care? This is a competitive league, Charge. You're competing yeah. against them. They gutted the Rams. The Rams gutted the Niners last year in the playoffs, and they'll do it again on the waiver wire. Like, to me, if the Rams had let him pass through, I'd be like, this is bullshit. Somebody's got to claim him. <laughs> well, one of the other teams probably would have. Rams had, like, the, the second priority in the out of all the waiver teams. So they had, you know, they were going to – somebody else probably would have before the Niners. But the bigger story you slept through, Jimmy Garoppolo now expected back – at the end of the regular season or the what? beginning of the playoffs. How did yes. they find that out? 
it turns out his foot isn't nearly as injured as they thought, and he doesn't need the surgery. And they think that if he just rests it, he's going to be ready for the playoffs. Wow. Okay. God, this league is never dull. That's why it's, it's a $25 billion battleship mm-hmm. that even dim-witted Roger Goodell of Washington and Lee College degree with no real business acumen, born on third base, thinks he hits a triple. He can't fuck it up! That's how good the league is! How good the league is. All right. George, is always a pleasure, my friend. You stay salty, and I will see you next week. Okay, airplane hater. You're gonna, you will, you'll hear from this. You'll hear about this. I, I picked a bad week to quit sniffing glue, Charge. I'll see you next week, exactly. buddy. Thank Bye. you. See ya. I mean, is it any surprise that Charge comes from a state that doesn't say duck, duck, goose, duck, duck, goose? They say duck, duck, gray duck. Yeah, that's Minnesota for you. I still love him to within an inch of being gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have yourself a great Wednesday, and we will see you next time. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.